being back. I'm back from vacation. I have to tell you about my crazy trip to my brother's house. I love it. Tell me. Okay, so my brother just bought this little suburban McMansion in the most lifetimeiest lifetime neighborhood ever. It was a four car garage minimum. Everyone had like <laughs> Which I love. six to eight houses or six to eight bedrooms minimum. So he just moved in and he's got three stories. And so there's so many stairs to fall down. Every single one of his like hundred fucking windows have no curtains, no blinds. So everyone can see in. Crazy. And there's woods everywhere. There's woods everywhere. There was a spider. Even though it's in Suburba. Like, okay. Yeah. By the way, okay, so he is in one of those brand new neighborhoods out in the middle of farm country. So, like, you drive to his house, you get off the interstate, you pass all this beautiful farmland, all the pastures, the horses, the goats. And I'm thinking, okay, I know my brother sent me pictures of his house, and this, I, I don't know if we're in the right place. Maybe GPS is doing something wrong. And so, as soon as you get past this one farm, there's, like, just suburbia starting right away. Oh, my gosh. And so... The Snapchats you sent me were Lifetime movie had recorded in that neighborhood before. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful. But suburbia is just taking over this beautiful land. And you can tell that everyone who's, like, you know, these houses have been there forever. They're probably all pissed off. Wanting to come murder all these people. <laughs> Love it. And the spiders are all pissed off. Like, what the fuck? This was my branch just last week. Where's my branch? I'm coming in here and finding my branch. Because it's moving that fast. Because it's right outside Asheville, right? Um, Asheville's North Carolina. So okay. this is like an hour and a half. Oh, okay. Away. Never mind. I, I was missed. But he, near he, Greenville. Yeah, which is a big city yeah. in South Carolina. So this is like the suburbs of Greenville that's just starting to develop. Okay. So it is the most lifetimeiest movie. I mean, everyone has, you know, the most pristine house, all the stairs, all the garages, all the spiders. So our second night there, it was really creepy. I woke up. I remember looking at my clock. I was freaking out. It was 1254. And I heard this weird noise. Oh, no. And at first I thought it was his freaking kids because all they've done the whole time we were up there is just come and pester us, knocking on the door, wanting to do... So, but I'm like, wait, it's one o'clock in the morning. And then I heard this sound and it repeated and it sounded like it was coming from the stairs, but it was so consistently like every five (gasps) seconds. And so it couldn't have been a kid because it was so exact into how often it happened. And then I thought, is somebody very, very slowly walking up the stairs? Because they have two very, very big front doors that are just glass. Yeah, French and, doors. Oh, like, they, yeah, yeah. They have two full size doors that open out, and they're all glass. So I'm thinking, oh. And there's no panels anywhere. You send me Snapchat. Yeah. There's absolutely no curtains or panels or no any lines, coverage nothing. at all. Because there's nothing but woods really surrounding this area besides the other huge houses, yeah. which you can't really see outside of this house from what I saw. No, and so I'm thinking maybe somebody, you know, just broke a panel, reached in, and. Yeah. Looked in through all... It's not like you would heard it on the third floor if someone broke something on the first floor. So I figured, you know, there's no blinds, no curtains, all this nice, you know, appliances and TV, flat screen TVs. Maybe someone looked in and liked what they saw. Yeah. So, or wants to come murder us. Yeah. So I hear this sound. It's coming from the staircase and it's weird because it gets closer and then it sounds farther, but it's (gasps) still like every six seconds and it sounded like somebody just like... Banging against the banister. 
That's fucking freaky. It, I, it was fucking freaky. It freaked me out. So then I try to settle back down. I take a Xanax. I'm trying to go back to sleep. And then my eyes are closed, but I can tell that something light turned on. So in the bedroom that we're on in the third floor, we've got a window behind us to our right and to our left. They're totally uncovered, and the one on his side of the bed just completely lit up. Like, I was <gasps> shining a light through it. I went. No fucking way. And then you're like, oh, I've been reading about all the fucking oh Golden Gate Killer, and, like, this was his MO. Like, you're freaking out. And, oh, my and gosh. So, so I, I opened my eyes because I could tell I'm still freaking out. I'm trying to relax myself and go to sleep. The sound had yeah. stopped. And now I look on the wall, and across from me on the wall is a lit up, shadow of the window and the little like bar in between the two panes of glass that's just reflected up. on the wall and I'm sitting there my heart's pounding I'm thinking I need to wake my husband up now like the sounds freak me out they're done and now there's this weird light yeah there's, how is there a light on the third floor yeah so then the light how is there a third floor <laughs> <laughs> so then the light just flicked off completely no fucking way it completely went off I'm like fuck this so I go and I like start my husband's dead asleep yeah and I'm just walking around the room just staring at these windows trying to figure out where the what light the came fuck from. yeah drug myself with more Xanax and finally managed <laughs> to go to sleep you are fucking brave I did grab my pistol and put it right next to me I don't blame you I don't blame you one bit fucking creepy that is fucking creepy as shit so did you ever find out what happened no i told him the next day and i said I, you know i almost woke you up but then i figured it was nothing but then i don't know it was so weird that's so weird it was so creepy so did you tell your brother no okay because like maybe he was searching the house for some weird reason but what about the light how would the light well a flashlight the... that's what i was thinking like how did the flashlight light up a third floor window plus the way the shadow was yeah. Well, maybe it was aliens. The way the shadow was, it was, like, reflecting down onto the wall, not... Someone was, like, on this up. attic. Or right, if your brother and his wife get murdered <laughs> in the next few, like, weeks, we know what the fuck they were casing the place. And this is why you put blinds and curtains on your windows. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. It was scary. I'm so glad you didn't tell me till now. <laughs> no, I, it, was, it was legitimately scary. That is legitimately scary. Like, I can't believe you didn't wake anyone up. I would have, but good Lord, I did not want those screeching-ass children to be at my house <laughs> all day. My entire trip up there was just like, I, I was a human jungle gym. So did you ask him if he had, like, spotlights? Like, no, I, no, he has nothing. He has nothing. Oh, my gosh. That's weird. Like, seriously, that's weird. Oh, my God. Okay. And, okay, let us just say it's kind of in the afternoon. We're on vacation. We live in a beach community, so there has been beach time included in this. So Lots of drink time included yeah. in this. <laughs> so day drinking has been included prior to this episode, but still. I was dead sober when this happened, and it was scary as fuck. And, and I am legitimately scared, even if I was sober hearing this. I'm actually kind of glad I'm not completely sober hearing this because – I've been acting kind of weird the last few nights just because my boyfriend has been, like, working overnight, and I've been reading the new book, our new, what's that, uh, the new book about the Golden Gate, Golden... Golden State Killer. Thank you. Otherwise, <laughs> the East Area Rapist. Yes. And, and on top of that, I like to read sci-fi fiction and watch sci-fi fiction that's mostly about parallel universes and or demon dimensions <laughs> so you know my brain's always in a weird place as as you know 
It or should maybe be. It's the right place. Maybe <laughs> or, people who aren't in that place are the ones who get murdered because they're not ready for it. Yes, exactly. So I've kind of been in just like this odd place on top of it. So hearing your story and your reaction, you seemed so sane. I was so ready sane. for it. No, I had my gun right next to my bed. I was ready to go after somebody. So I've been thinking about this because actually in our neighborhood, which we live in a coastal neighborhood with people that have decent jobs, people that don't have decent jobs. We have a good combination here. Um, I just posted on my Facebook that they got robbed at gunpoint in their home oh, and there was that yeah. video image and they're all wearing ski masks and you can't see anything. And when you look at real life video image security camera, you're seeing these people robbing these people, you know, and these ski masks and, you know, deep down inside you think, okay, they know these people, only people that know people rob people because they think they get away with it. But like, how are we supposed to catch these people? And granted, thankfully, there's people, like, smarter than us that are in charge of this. But, like, people we know in our community were recently robbed within the week. And there's, like, no, like, we can't see the evidence of their face. And they had security in their home with cameras in their home. See any evidence. Okay, so this yeah, is But no one was raped. No one was attacked. Okay, so my theory is everybody who lives in our coastal town needs to go out and get a really bad sunburn so they can <laughs> flake off their peeling skin all over your house so if they rob you, you know who got them. Right, I know, but, like, these are the things I've been thinking about, and then you say that crazy shit, like, outside of our community even. And, it, and we live in a safe community. I know. Like, you would like to think. And so... It's just, it's, and he supposedly, you know, he lives in a bigger metropolitan than we do, your brother, mm -hmm. but still, like. No, he lives in, he lives 15 minutes away from the actual town. But, like, he lives in a bigger metropolitan area than we do. But he lives in between farms. Like, he's out in farm country. Yeah. On the outskirts. So, we actually live in, like, his house might be in a gated community that's not even done being built yet the gate's not even working and closed but yeah still. i don't trust gated communities for the life of me like gated communities in the biggest city next to us which is like an hour away i don't trust but again that's lifetime world right there that is yeah. where everything if lifetime has taught us nothing <laughs> it's not to trust the gated community neighborhoods that's true what was that one movie that we watched the one with the spiders right yes where they uh, that was the tiny house one the, the spider but like there was another one that you did with the community, the tight knit community, and they were all like in that community getting murdered. That and was it was the, the crazy neighbor. neighbor. The chicken leg. <laughs> yes, the chicken leg neighbor. Yes. So, I mean, Lifetime has taught us not to trust that. But we think, okay, up north, that's going to happen more. We live in a quiet suburban beach town in Florida. Everyone's laid back. Everyone's chill. Everyone's laid back or just strung out on meth around here. Right. Yeah. Like, and so you think, okay, all I have to worry about is certain things. But then, you know, this comes up on Facebook this week for us. And it's like people we know with legit jobs. Cause we do have engineers in this community with nice cars, nice stuff. Well, remember the Malabar Vampire Rapist was an engineer. But that was what, the 80s, 90s, early 80s? Yeah. I mean, so that's like in the past, the lead paint, the <laughs> whatever paid a contribute. I don't know. I, in my head, I think I departmentalize these things. I think I like put these in categories to make myself feel safe. So it's like, okay, that happened in the past. Like, they might not have advertised as much, but people were sicker, like, or I don't know. I want to feel safer. That tonight, I send you some scary pictures <laughs> right when you're trying to fall asleep. 
<laughs> Please don't. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, th- these are the things. Like, when we do see these, the things you saw and the way you reacted was see, very I didn't brave. I didn't see anything. I heard something and then I... You well, saw the, the yeah, lighting. The light. That was Yeah, creepy. yeah that I'm, was creepy. I'm going to have to ask my brother because, I don't know. That's not that's normal. That's weird. Really? Yeah, that's not normal. And, like, that's the thing. I'm very... I can be logical, but I can also be very supernatural. <laughs> like, so it's like... Yeah, aliens. If you're on the third floor and you've got a light shining down instead of... Or shining down <laughs> instead of shining up from the ground, what else is it going to be? Yeah, and, like, I, it's not a full light. It's, you know, like, what the fuck is it? And it wasn't moving, so it wasn't like someone out walking their dog or something. Yeah. It was just straight up reflection or shadow of And then you the kind window. of wish it was an alien light because yes. you're like... I don't want it being some fucking serial killer, Creeper. like, uh, yeah, like, creeping out the place, because he knows... The summer of creeps. Yeah, okay, and if um, our listeners, you don't know, but every summer we come <laughs> up with a new theme, and um, this summer's theme is Creepers Be Creepin'. <laughs> Why did you choose that as a theme for our summer? Who knows? Well, I, I've noticed a lot more creepers this summer, I'm not going to lie. Our house themes have been... More lighthearted and fun, like the summer of the chicken. Yeah. The summer of, of all the all the everything. The summer of the goals. All the goals. So we've had a lot of summers together. The bucket and list. The bucket list summer. I mean, we usually go on the positive. And granted, we both had more negative years this year than ever before. Hence the hiatus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely hence the hiatus. But I think creepers be creeping. And who likes negativity? Creepers! <laughs> so, creepers be creeping. The movie that I watched is all about this girl getting kidnapped because she was being creeped on. See, I love this segue. <laughs> all right, so you are our first starter today. Well, well what did, did you watch a creeper one, too? I watched the Happy Face Killer. So he was a creeper. Okay. But, like, I think yours a little my creeping. And I started first last time. Okay. So I'll start first this time. Blah, blah. First of all, when I researched this, because I was really interested in watching this movie, and I knew it was based on a true event, so it's a little bit different what actually happened. I was a little bit disappointed just because I had done research first before watching the movie, so I noticed that things were different. Um, but I'm not going to say what's different until after I tell you the story. And then I'll tell okay. you all the liberties that Lifetime decided to take in this girl's story. Oh, interesting. All right, so this is when I said I was going to watch The Girl in the Bunker. Oh, cool. Um, it's based on the true story of a girl in South Carolina, the state that I just visited my brother in, where we were creeped on. Yeah, probably. Or maybe, I don't know how... Let's hope it was aliens. Or, Let's just hope it was aliens. Um, so we start the movie, and we're in a high school classroom, and the teacher's up front. She's babbling on about the order of operations. She's got Pim Daz written all over the board. Please excuse my dear Aunt Sally. And they're taking notes on that. And then there's a knock at the door, and people in suits come in to remove one of the students named Lucy. Ooh. And so all the kids are whispering and wondering why Lucy's getting taken away by these people. And it's a very obviously rural, small town. And so just the fact that there's people in suits, like legit suits in the first place, is already out of place. So the okay. fact that they're taking her out in the middle of learning her order of operations. <laughs> <laughs> even bigger Bitch though. can't learn. <laughs> exactly. She's not going to need those anyway. So, our main character, the uh, girl that ends up in the bunker, spoiler alert. (laughs) So, her name is Lizzie, the other girl of Lucy. Mm. That comes into play later. 
Her name is Lizzie. Um, so we see her. She's getting home from school. She's a latchkey kid, so she calls, checking with her mom. Her brother's over there playing his video game. She's got to go make him a sandwich, whatever. Um, so she checks in with her working mom. Her dad's out hunting, which comes into play later, too. Okay. So, like, she's a latchkey kid because one parent's working and the other parent's hunting? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure. So then we, like, show her later on that evening trying on a new shade of bright red lipstick. Ooh. And her mom pops her head in the door and says, what are you trying to look like, Gene Simmons? Oh, so it's late 70s, early 80s? Yeah. Well... No, this happened kind of recently. So this is just in a very rural town who's behind in the okay. times. Um, so her mom is shaming her for the lipstick, whatever. So um, then we flash to some crazy-eyed guy who's wearing a bandana over his mouth and something over his – you can only see his eyes. Okay. You can see he's got sweat just pouring down his face. It's pitch black, and he's just – you can see the shovel. He's digging a hole. Oh, okay. He's digging the bunker. Damn. And he's on it. Okay, him. but he's like hiding while digging yes. the. He doesn't have a body yet. He's just hiding while. Correct. He's okay. Digging the bunker because he knows what he wants in life. Oh, he knows. You know, I kind of envy him. <laughs> he knows what he wants. He goes for it, and he accomplishes that shit. You know, this is uh, in the last podcast on laugh. <laughs> My new favorite person to follow on Instagram, Ben Kissel, would say this is the time where he empathizes with the killer. Because this is the time where you're like, I get it. I understand. You have a mission. You want to accomplish it. You're doing the task he to did. accomplish it. And it got done. Otherwise, we wouldn't have this movie. I. <laughs> so the next morning, uh, Lizzie gets ready for school, and we see her putting on more makeup to impress her first boyfriend because she's in high school. She's, I think she's 14. Okay. So she's a freshman, and she has her first boyfriend. She's putting on her lipstick. She's putting on her makeup. And uh, her mom is rushing her to get her out the door because she's a working mom. <laughs> and then on the drive to school, Lizzie freaks out because she left her mascara at home. Oh, fucking And bitch. her mom tells her, you know, we can't, you're going to be late. I'm going to be late for work. We can't turn back. And so she pitches a fit and they have this huge fight. And her mom says to her, just don't bother coming home if you're going to be like this. Wow. Okay. And let me just tell you that my smartwatch just said, I'm unable to process your request. Try again later. So it thinks we are trying to call someone named John. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Should that be a sign? Uh, yeah. And now it wants to see if we want to check the weather. No. I, I don't know what's going on. This is weird. Your phone's creeping. It might. Creepers be creeping. <laughs> creepers be creeping. After school, we see Lizzie getting off the bus with her boyfriend and her best friend. The friend walks off. Her and her boyfriend start walking. Their houses are towards the same area. Um, he pulls out a bag of weed, and he lights up, and then um, his dad comes to pick him up from around the corner. So he freaks out, um, and he puts his pipe back in the bag, and he shoves it in her backpack. He's like, hey, hold on to this. I'll see you on Saturday. My parents are out of town. You can come spend the night, whatever. So he puts his stuff on her so he doesn't get caught with his little shit, like, I don't know, tiny bit of weed. Yeah. Well, he's already been caught once. He's trying to push it off on the girlfriend. So exactly. And then we see a vantage point of somebody watching them from the woods. So we don't Ooh. see the person. But, it's but like, we know someone's creeping on the creepers. It's the camera kind of moving a little bit. So you know it's somebody's perspective looking yeah. out at them from the woods. I love Lifetime. <laughs> I know. And I think the music changed a little bit there, too. Awesome. So um, as soon as he gets in the car now, she's alone. So her friend walked off. Her boyfriend got picked up, and now it's all her being watched by this creeper. And she has the pot on her. And she's got the pot. So this dude. The pot. The pot. 
He just he just did some pot. He just took a pot. <laughs> he just took a pot. He took all the pot and then gave it to her. So she's walking home and um, this guy steps out of the woods and he's dressed in his hunting like camouflage gear. Oh. But then he identifies himself as police and he says, I'm such and such county police, I need to speak to you. About the pot. <laughs> well, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So she's 14. You know, I mean, if a guy says he's the police, you're going to. Yeah. She, she, she bit on that bait. So she walks over and uh, he lures her into the woods instead of walking out oh, onto the no. road. See, there's a red flag right there. Yeah. If, if he was a police officer, you would think that he would approach her on the woods. But instead, he has her come into the woods. That makes sense. So well, uh, for a Lifetime movie, not for real life. Never walk in the woods. For us as the viewers, <laughs> yeah. we say red flag, don't yeah. go in the woods. If he's a cop, he can come out to you. Yeah. She went into the woods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he lures her into the woods, and then he puts on handcuffs, and he says, uh, you're being charged for possession of marijuana. Um, and then he's... And anal. <laughs> <laughs> and anal. <laughs> littering ants. Littering ants. Taking the pot and doing anal with the girls just want to have fun then. <laughs> I was just talking about sex toys earlier. I think so. I'm covering my mouth right now because I'm trying not to laugh too loud at all the jokes. thinking of all the anal toys. I blame Matson. I do blame sexy Miss Matson. I do. She put us in this mindset. I mean, granted, we are always in this mindset. But she's she's never in this mindset. And but she was. She just started reading those Fifty Shades of Grey books, and that's Which all she's worse. been. Oh my god! There's I no, I couldn't. Today has been very sexualized. Yes, which I appreciate. Yes, Miss Madsen. I bet you right now she's banging on her steering wheel. Oh, I hope she is, and I hope she's banging on that hubby later. Wearing that Gene Simmons red lipstick. <laughs> Oh, Miss Madsen. Oh, dirty girl. <laughs> so this, and I'm putting air quotes. This cop handcuffs her and then he also puts what looks like a dog shot collar on her neck oh damn and he says to her that um it's a bomb and it's going to explode if she tries to run off oh fuck so yeah it gets real really quick okay what's your movie called again uh girl in the bunker okay (laughs) (laughs) so he straps on the cuffs he straps on the dog collar the bomb and then he's like shuffling her through the woods um he asks her what her name is um, he asks how old she is. She's 14 years old. And then he asks her, are you a virgin? Oh. That is not what a cop would ask you. No. So second red flag. Yes. And well, third, the dog colors are yes. red flags. <laughs> yes, I would agree with that. So we're on strike three. I mean, yes. we're not even at the bunker yet. And this guy's already obviously not. The second someone, anyone asks you, are you a virgin? You're like, red flag. Virgin? I am. <laughs> 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 I lie so easy. Oh. <laughs> but um so if a strange man asks you that question after strapping a bomb to your neck. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Not cool. Not cool. So um he's taking her through the woods. She thinks he's taking her to a police station. He kind of says, you know, if you want to see your brother, I've got your brother, come with me. Um, and then when she realizes that he's not walking her into town towards the police station, but farther in the woods, she really starts to freak out. So just now. Just, just finally now. Okay. It took her a while. <laughs> so um, she finally asks what's going on. And the guy says, I'm not a cop. You've been kidnapped. 
if you're smart, you would have realized it by now. He's, he's, not, wrong. he's not wrong. <laughs> um, and then he brushes away leaves from the ground, and he unveils a bunker lid that he pulls up, <gasps> and he shoves her down into his bunker. That's fucking scary as shit. And this thing, by the way, I mean, he must have taken a whole lot of time sewing or gluing or, I don't know, maybe he got it on Etsy or whatever, but he's got this, <laughs> this cover of his bunker straight up blends in with all the leaves naturally around. That's scary It's fuck. perfect. Yeah. And in real life, um, when I did the researching, it even said that when the cops were searching, they walked right over the bunker and they never even knew in real life. It was that good. It was that good. That's scary as fuck. I mean, but you've got to appreciate the talent. So what year does this take place in? Do you, did you say? Um, Sorry. She got caught in 2000, or she escaped in 2000 something. So it's recent. Oh, wow. I know. That's scary. It is scary. All right. So um, her mom calls the cops to report her missing when she realizes that the daughter never came home. Uh, Dad gets back from a hunting trip and he doesn't really seem too super concerned that she's gone. Even the cops, you know, being true to lifetime form, don't seem worried at all. I like that you said true to lifetime form. Because <laughs> that's like most of my, my talk back no about backup. my movie is like true to lifetime form. <laughs> and no backup. Yeah. They never call backup. Yeah. They're concerned until it's like super obvious that something's fucked up. Yeah, it's not it's real late. life. Yeah. But I love that, that caveat you say. It's perfect. <laughs> but I mean... Even based on the real story, so we're going to get into the Amber Alerts and everything. They never, they refuse to issue an Amber I'll get to that later. Okay, I'm so excited like, about real, that. So, there's some, there's some balls that, there's some Benoit balls <laughs> that got dropped with the cops. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the sex place. Okay, I want to clap, and I know that's bad for sound, but I want to clap. Kegels. So, I'll kegel clap for this. Your I'm clapping kegel, the kegels. Kegel I'm clapping them. <laughs> So, okay, dad's not concerned, cops aren't concerned, you know mom's going to come to the rescue. Oh, mom's always come to the rescue. <laughs> that is the one. The working mom. It's all about working moms, empowerment, and Lifetime movies. And yep. you know what? Lifetime has taught us so many good lessons there. <laughs> so the cops say that she's probably at a friend's house because um, when they question the parents, have you had an argument with her? And mom says, well, you know, I kind of told her not to come home because she wanted her makeup. And so they said, oh, she, she was dressing like a whore. She was dressing like a fucking whore. What, or some outdated source. Some mama. <laughs> yeah. What was it? She said Alice Cooper or oh, the... Oh, Simmons. <laughs> Sorry. So they said, oh, she's probably just pissed off over that mascara argument. She'll be back. So the next day, they actually start searching around the woods, and the cops go and question people at the school. They question her boyfriend. They question her best friend. Um, they automatically figure that her boyfriend has something to do with it while they question him. Okay. When they're interrogating him, they're in the gymnasium and they've got these two fold out chairs and they've got a fold out chair for him. And then all of the lights are off in the gymnasium. So like they have, it's pitch black, except there's like one little light bulb in the gymnasium. Like, <laughs> what were you the night of? <laughs> but for real, it was so like, that would never happen. Yeah. So drama, drama, drama. I love it, though. So they immediately blame it on him. Uh, meanwhile, we flash to Dad and his hunting buddies, and they're out searching the woods because that's what they know how to do best. Okay. Because that's how he blows off steam. That's how he lives his life. Exactly. Does he work? I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, in real life, I'm sure we could 
Not in the movie. No, in the movie. But it's not important. If he does, it has nothing to do with anything. Fair enough. The only thing that matters is he's a hunter, and he's a good hunter because he hunts all the time. And mom is a working mom, and that's why she wasn't home. Yes. And that's why they were late to school. And Yes, and it's mom's fault. It's not dad's. That's why she... Dad is just being a hunter. Mom shaming. Fuck mom shaming. Yep. That's where we go. All right. So then we flash into the bunker. We've got Lizzie. She's chained from her neck. That collar on her neck is chained to, like, this pipe on the wall. Okay. So she can't go very far. Not that there's really far to go anyways, but she's on this little tiny bed thing, and she's just chained there. Um, we see her captured. So she has a bed. So she's she spoiled as fuck. No, I'm just joking. But he lives in there with her. Ooh. That's what he built. We'll get to that later. Okay. So we flash to him as he's washing himself off right after raping her. And he's telling her that if she tries to escape, she's going to set off explosives that he's got rigged all around the outside. That's what we were calling John again. I could not find the answer to your question is what my smartphone just – or my smartwatch just your said to watch. us. My watch is it's really into our conversation. It's My smartwatch is a creeper. How do you turn it off? That's kind of creepy. I can turn it off, but I'm kind I of like intrigued. you listening to us. Oh, everything in my house. Do you know I have, like, all the Google stuff in my house? Alexa is creeping on us. Yeah, no, I don't have Alexa. I have the Google. The Google. You have the Google. <laughs> I have the Does Google. Does the Google smoke the pot? Yeah, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, it. you could end up like this chick around. I could. I could. Uh, in a bunker. Change to a pipe. <laughs> yeah, let's get back to her. Well, at least this guy's washing off his balls afterwards. Well, that's nice of him. So, <laughs> so then as he's washing himself off after he just, like, raped her V-card away. Oh. Um, telling her if she plans to run away, she's going to blow up the place. She And then he says to her, he says, you're lucky to be here. This bunker has a toilet, a stove, and even a television. It's like he's trying to make a sale on a house. Like, you've got a toilet over here, a stove over here. We learn later his cell phone, like, comes into play, too. Oh, you know what? That bitch has a maid. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so then we flash back at her house. The cops are telling her mom and dad that um, they uh, – and this okay, so this apparently happened in real life too. So they will not issue an Amber Alert because after they interviewed the kids at the school, they found out that she was holding her boyfriend's, like, little tiny stash of pot. And so she must have gone somewhere to get high. And they don't suspect that there's any foul play because let's, she had the pot. Let's decriminalize marijuana for the record. Let's just do that. Meanwhile, because, she's in a fucking bunker. Yeah, because that's not real drugs. Yes. Let's just throw that out there. Alcohol is. Alcohol and pot are yes. not real drugs. I'm not 100% on decriminalized <laughs> cocaine. But if we need to do that to make this all decriminalized, let's go for it. Let's so we make can issue this amber. Yes, alert. those amber alerts. Come on, I think Miss Matson would agree. I think Miss Matson would agree. <laughs> <laughs> so they refuse to, in the movie and in real life, issue the amber alert because she had the pot on her. Oh my god! So when they return to the station to tell their chief, their boss, the findings, the boss actually has some sense. Um, their chief or lieutenant or whatever he is tells them that they will start a full search at first light. Which they do. They bring out the helicopters. They bring out, like, the droopiest, big-eared bloodhounds ever. <laughs> sniff them away. <laughs> They're so cute. Um, but they still refuse to issue the Amber Alert. So that's, like, the big thing of this whole movie based on, you know, the facts. Yeah. So Amber Alert exists. So it's in the 90s, yes. but we won't issue it. Exactly, because she had pot on her. That's so stupid. They're spending money on helicopters, and those aren't, those aren't cheap. No. 
God, no. Oh, side note. Okay. So, I was craving ramen noodles after watching this movie because literally in every single Bunker scene, <laughs> you see him feeding her ramen noodles. Oh. Like, there's, ramen must have bought stock in this because... That was my whole teenage life. So, do, girl, do you know I can make so many recipes from ramen noodles? My sisters thought can you that... Do that my well, I can't eat them anymore. Oh, I have, no. Can you make your ramen next time? But I have allergic reactions <laughs> from the amount I used to eat <laughs> <laughs> because I used to eat so much. But my sisters, I used to make them gourmet meals. I used to do appetizers, main course. <laughs> they have restaurants, fancy, fancy restaurants now that is all ramen. Oh, so much better. I have to critique your ramen skills. Yes. Uh, Brooke and I used to get in arguments about this, about how you're supposed to cook it. She thought you were supposed to follow the ingredients. I said they were just suggestions. She said, (laughs) why would they put the suggestions on there if you weren't supposed to make it that way? Oh, we had throwdowns. Yeah, no, we used to have hash, because we smoked hashish at that time. We were not the best 14 year olds (laughs) on the planet. And (laughs) sometimes you're doing nothing test both of them like with one of those little blindfolds on where I can taste from one of you. I will have to do all the old drugs. Yeah. I mean I will take the sacrifice just for you. So all the ramen was being eaten. Okay so down underground Lizzie and her captor are moving down or they're mowing down. I can't be my <laughs> I think there's both. On some delicious ramen and they're having a nice chat about how they both love playing games. Um, now this is where later on when I did actual research about this case and how she actually escaped, it comes back to, like, when they made this movie, they set everything up to play along with how she actually escaped, but then they never actually made it happen that way. Okay. So in real life, how she actually escaped is, from what I read, she convinced her captor to let her use his phone to play video games on, and then she snuck out a text. But it doesn't play out that way in the movie. Okay. Even though they have all these, like, scenes wasted where they have conversations connecting about how much they both enjoy playing games. That's interesting. We're putting there for no reason. Well, I mean, for a reason, but not lifetime reason. (laughs) Yeah, but anyway, so I thought that was strange. That is strange. But they're they're having a bonding moment. They both enjoy playing games. Um, And then they hear the search team walking around, like, in real life, like they, they literally walked. So how long her. do you know how long they've, it, she's been in the bunker? Ten days. And it even okay. said like day one, day two on the movie. So she was there in the movie and in real life in ten days. Wow. So this is like day two. So as they're bonding over video games, they hear the search and rescue team literally walking right over top of the bunker and just even in real life, they just walked right over it. Wow. He was that well hidden. So, um, and why he's just telling her to shut up. Yeah. Yes. So as they walk over, he grabs her, pulls down his gun and he covers her mouth so that she doesn't scream. Okay. So they see the shadows as the people are walking right over the bunker and they hear the voices talking and then fading away in the distance. And that's when he starts bragging how well hidden his bunker is. And that's when you see like in her face that she loses hope. And then they, he clicks on the TV that he bragged about having And they watch the news story on the disappearance, and the news anchor is saying that because the cops have found no evidence whatsoever that she's being treated as, um, and she's being treated as an at-risk runaway because they could found no evidence that she was abducted. Oh, fucked up. Okay, and so this is where I'm thinking about last podcast on the left, and I'm thinking, is this run by Detective Popcorn and Hot Dogs? (laughs) (laughs) The Hot Dogs Squad. 
<laughs> I remember the hot dog squad so vividly. And the fact that popcorn. He's from Mr. Pickles when he does the voice. Popcorn, buttery goodness. Heading this investigation. They're just, they're a bunch of idiots. Like, scene by scene. So, Lizzie gets the guy talking. Um, he lives in the bunker because his girlfriend lied to the cops, accused him of raping her. His plan was to take her down into his bunker to live with him and then to kill her. But before he could do all that, the cops moved her, like, witness protection to another place. And so now he's like, well, fuck, I've got this bunker. I've got to get someone down here. And so he, he's like, you think you're so special? No, you were just nearby. Oh, fuck. He, he says, I'm just using you as bait to get the cops to come look for you so that I can set off the explosives because I'm pissed at them for moving my girlfriend away so I couldn't get her down here and kill her. <gasps> oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if that part's true. I mean, all yeah. the, well, what happens with his old girlfriend is true. Oh, my God. So he's like a convicted, convicted rapist. Like, he raped his girlfriend, which is, when I tell you about who his girlfriend is later, you're going to be like, what the Oh my gosh, I'm so intrigued. Oh my, it's awful. Like, it gets real at the end. So she's like, what the fuck? This guy's crazy. Yeah. So then they hear a helicopter flying overhead, and he quickly grabs an aluminum sheet and holds it above them and tells her that it blocked their infrared uh, heat sensors. What so the fuck? The helicopter's scanning the woods for, you know, they can sense. Yeah, heat. He blocks it with, with the, the aluminum. What the fuck? Yeah. So, like, he's legit down there. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're close enough to the ground where they could sense uh-huh. them because they could hear them when they walk by and see their shadows. That makes sense. So as he's blocking them and she realizes, oh my gosh, I have no way out but to try and get on his side. So she puts her hand on his knee as he's blocking their infrared heat. Okay, can I pause for just a yes. second? I just need to do a tangent. This totally reminds me of the episode you did with the bunker in the 50s. Oh my god, yes. 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 This is Maybe that was based on this. I think it older was. women so that it wasn't as weird. But yeah, but like lifetime writers if I was a lifetime writer, which hire me, please. Yes. But I would take a story like this and I would manipulate it into a story like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, because she tries to play the role of um what is it when you fall in love with your captor? Oh, this is a spacic thing. Oh, what well, is she, she tries to play the role of thought. Yes. What it uh the <laughs> Oh, it's Oh, god damn it. It's going to Thought gonna, home syndrome. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. So as he's saying, "Oh, I'm blocking our infrared." She puts her hand on his knee. And she says, you don't have to worry. I'm not going to try and leave. I've gotten used to being here. I like it here with you. So bad move on her part because I guess he takes that as, like, a come on because as soon as the helicopter flies over, he flips her over and rapes her again. Well, he's going to rape her anyway, so might as well just go with it at this point. (laughs) So, well, it's weird, though. Like, as he's raping her, you see a flashback in her mind of her and her boyfriend out in the field making out and him trying to have sex with her for the first time. And she's like, I'm not ready yet. He, he, he. Yeah. And then they sit and kiss some more as she's being raped. So it's- well, she's like, she's trying to deflect to something she yeah. actually enjoyed. And a man that actually respected her. <laughs> so, yeah, but for real, because, like, she's trying to act like she's okay with it to play the part as he's yeah. doing it. So, meanwhile, back at home, Lizzie's mom and dad are getting into lots and lots of fights as the brother's, like, sadly eating alone, listening to mom and dad fight. Um, the mom is getting pissed, saying, 
Why are you going out and searching every day? You need to be here for moral support for me. We need to go to the church and pray. And you're out there looking for her. Like, what? How, how dare you ask her daughter? <laughs> right? I mean, that her husband is looking for their missing child. Yeah, because... Yes. You know, why would you rely on logic when there's superficial things to lie on? <laughs> yes. I mean, I mean, I didn't say that out loud, but aliens. yeah, <laughs> I'd rather believe in it. I, I mean, I know I believe in everything. <laughs> so back down in the bunker, um, Lizzie's giving him talking again. Um, and so the gun that he had held to her head. Okay. So he's a big gun enthusiast, but I guess he's also broke or whatever. So he's, only <laughs> <a portfolio> gun. <laughs> so he's a big gun enthusiast, but he's also kind of broke. <laughs> Well, in the movie, it looks like a handgun. Okay. Of his yes. Head. And he's saying, he's telling her, I don't know if it's true or not, but he's telling her they can be, he's like, well, it's just a pellet gun, whatever, but they can be lethal if, you know, fired off right on your head. So she gets him to show off his gun and she acts like she's super impressed with his gun and then he lets her fire it, trying to impress her. Oh, okay. Inside the bunker. So that night... Um, Lizzie's captor, he hands her a pair of sneakers, and he tells her to come out on a hike with him now that he's trusting of her. Because remember, she put her hand on his knee and told him she's not going anywhere, and then she acts all impressed about his gun. So he's, she's got him right right now. She's got him. Okay. Okay, so. He's totally listening to all of her lies. Now, this girl is smart. So um, he hands her a pair of, of shoes, sneakers, and says, come out with me. I'm going to show you something and take you on a hike. He takes her up out of the bunker. He takes her on a hike through the woods, and he takes her to the spot where he collects food and water that um, this woman, who you assume is his ex-wife or whatever, the ex-girlfriend, like he's got this, there's this abandoned car in the woods, and he's got a cell phone that he'll text this woman, and they imply that it's the ex-girlfriend. Oh, and shit. she leaves food and she leaves water because you think he lives in the bunker. He's got to have supplies. Yeah. She gives him supplies <gasps> and she drops it off in the trunk and that's the spot where he goes. So he has an ac- accomplice. Yes. Yes. So he takes her to the car where he opens it, the trunk, and he gets the jugs of water and he gets the food that who you assume is the ex-wife, this woman that he's texting, leaves for him. Oh, shit. So as they're out there and they're having a bonding moment and whatever, they see the helicopter searchlight. He freaks out. He grabs her. He makes her run with him back to the bunker to hide from the helicopter where he realizes that the light is just the moon. (laughs) Oh, shit. But our girl Lizzie is smart. So as she's out in the world and as he's running, she slips off one of the shoes to leave as, you know, like evidence that somebody was there. Okay. For the search people to find. She's fucking Cinderella. Yeah. Yes, she is. (laughs) So, um, he gets all pissed saying, where's the shoe? Where's the shoe? And then he says, fuck it. Who cares? We got to get back in the bunker. The moon freaks him out. So now they're going back in the bunker. The next night while he's sleeping, she sneaks his cell phone. Now this is just the movie because in real life, remember, she coerced him to let her play games on his cell phone. Yeah. In the movie version, she sneaks over him. Because at this point, he trusts her enough that he doesn't leave her chained by her neck anymore. Oh, okay. Smart so girl. she's still locked in the bunker. So this is still less than 20 days. Oh, well, she was only in there for 10 days. This is like day Total. six. Total. Oh, Total. okay. Total. Oh, this shit. Is, yeah, this is like day six. 
wow, she's fucking smart. Yes. She's already established this yep. much trust. Okay. Yep. That or he's just that dumb. Fair enough. And trusting and gullible. But I'm assuming she's also that yes. smart. Oh, absolutely. So she's no longer chained. In the movie, she sneaks over him while he's sleeping. She sneaks his cell phone out of his pants pocket. And of course, I don't know if it's for the drama of the movie or in real life, but it's kept in a cargo <laughs> pants pocket that like the Velcro is, <laughs> the is so loud as she tries to unbuckle. I want to clap so much. I only clapped once. Giggle, but I, I'm giggling. I'm giggling. <laughs> Clapping with giggles. So she manages to like silently unvelcro the pocket and she gets the cell phone out, but there's no signal down in the bunker. So even though they're like where you see shadows. Yes. That's fucking crazy. But they're also out in BFB in the middle of the woods out in South Carolina. Where you just were, where a psycho killer was stalking you. (laughs) she, She drafts the text to her mom and she hits send and she even like, Okay, here's the thing I didn't understand. Like, I don't know if it's chained from the outside, but she even walks up the ladder and opens the lat or opens the lid or whatever, opens yeah. the top of the bunker and tries to stick it out to get a signal. Which, if the door is open, why wouldn't you just fucking run? Yeah. So I'm guessing that was just for the movie. Fair enough. Because in real life, or not, or like that's as far as she could get without disturbing him, or she didn't know where she was going, yeah. or she was that scared. Well, or... she opened the bunker door, stuck the phone out tried to get signal off and then she deleted the synth text history. Smart. She, she deleted that from his Smart. phone. And then she slips it back in there. And then what she does is she's like, fuck, I can't get a signal. She puts it back. Then she goes and takes his pellet gun. She holds it right up to his head because he had told her it's lethal if it's right up against the head. She fires it. You'll hear a click and nothing happens. So she puts that back. She didn't pump it. <laughs> yeah. She didn't pump it. You gotta pump that shit numerous times. A bitch you that's that. been shot by it a hundred thousand times knows that. <laughs> so the next day, mom and dad are getting ready for the memorial service. Uh, the text finally goes through to mom's cell phone, and they immediately call the cops. They get the text from her, like, "Hey, I'm in a bunker somewhere." Blah blah blah, whatever. So flashback to the bunker. The captain notices that the trigger to his pellet gun is jammed, and he immediately goes to question her. Um, and she acts so sad and so offended that he would ever think that she lied to him. But I love you. Why would I lie to you? Oh, she's smart. And so she's totally fucked. Back at the parents' house. So they've called the cops, right? And it must be a small town because Detective Popcorn and his hot dogs crossed you back up. They said that the best way to see who sent the text is to call the number that the text message came from. Oh, which, hello, like, she's trying to be secretive and text, you know, her mom, and obviously that's going to tip him off, and he's yeah. going to kill her if they get a phone call, like, hey, we got a text from your phone. So, hot and hot dog cops are at the house. Um, they call, they get voicemail, they hang up. Their chief, who has a brain, shows up, and when he asks what, or when they ask what to do next, the chief says, well, the best thing is not to call the phone number in case that puts her in more danger. Oh, good for the chief. And so chief. the cops were, like, trying to play it off, like, oh, yeah, good idea. Like, they didn't just fucking call it. They already did, though. Yes. Oh, they're assholes. Yes. So they run the phone number to get the information on who owns that phone. The phone is registered to the ex-girlfriend, the one who, you know, the rape charges came from. Yes. And she's been the accomplice, though. So they finally start to get an idea as who has Lizzie. 
they go to question her in her like nasty, nasty trailer. Uh. Um, and the girlfriend. Okay, so this gets really crazy when you figure out who she really is. But yes, yeah, she's the accomplice, but she's not actually the girl that he called his wife earlier. Oh, okay. So, um, after pre- after presenting her with all the evidence, she finally cracks after denying, denying, denying. And she's like, yes, okay, I bought that phone for him. I gave it to him. He just texted me for food and water. I drop it off at the car. I have no idea where his bunker is. I had no idea he kidnapped a girl. I just wanted to give him food and water. That's it. Whatever. So the cops then release the story to the news to try and get um, the guy to freak out. So he's down there watching on his TV, yeah. and they put the story that they know who they're looking for, and they put his mugshot, and they put his name, and everything to try and get him out. They're saying, like, he's a pussy. This is... Damn. Psychological like, where? Well, he's like, we're ta- but even the mom is like, you can't do this. It's a big risk. He's like, well, if I know him like I think I do, it's just going to scare him out. Okay. And she's like, well, you better. You're gambling with my daughter's life. Yeah. So they know their shit, though. They're FBI. Yes. They've studied. No, they're okay. The pop- well, they're not. Okay. The popcorn squad are the two guys. Okay. This is the, the guy with the brain. Okay. So down in the bunker, they're watching the news. The anchor is telling how the parents got a text from Lizzie like, selling her out because they're watching it together. She's like, oh, shit. So on the news, like, oh, the mother got a text from her daughter saying that she's <gasps> in a bunker. Oh, no. Um, yes. Um, they're saying So they're that calling out Lizzie. The cops have a, a suspect because of that. They traced the call to this girl who's filed rape charges. He's got a background of sexual assault, and he's dangerous. They show his face, hoping that he runs off. So, of course, he pulls the gun on her. She tries to deny ever touching his phone. I would never do that to you. I would never lie to you. I love you. I want to be with you together forever. So he finally falls for it. Oh, no. Because she's like, check your phone. Okay, I said that like I felt for the killer. I do not (laughs) feel for the killer. I said that, oh, no, like shit's about to go down. (laughs) Well, so she's like, check your phone. I didn't send anything. If you look, you see there's nothing sent. And he doesn't realize, well, she fucking deleted it. Yeah, but I'm glad. Yeah, so yeah. he falls for it. So he asks, he's like, okay, fine, fine, let's be together. If, if we go on the run together, will you be my wife? And she's like, wait, you said that you're already married. You were talking about your wife. You, he said the word wife. Okay, she's when like, he picked up the You talked about your wife who you had the sexual charges put on you. And what about that woman who's giving you the food? That's your wife. How can we get married? And he's like, no, no, no. The girl who leaves us food and water, that's my girlfriend. The the person I referred to as my wife earlier, that was the daughter. <laughs> that was the 12-year-old daughter. And I called her my wife because I loved her and I wanted her to be my wife. Her name was Lucy. What? Do you remember Lucy from the game? Yes! He's like, oh, you know her. You guys went to school together. That's the girl who got That's who he wanted to put in the bunker. That's the one that got pulled out of class for questioning at the very beginning because she was filing those charges and she got put in witness protection because she was fucking 12 and got raped by this guy who was obsessed with her. Oh, gross. But then her mother apparently dated him. And so her mother, the 12-year-old... Horny mom, she's in the next Lifetime movie I haven't been able to watch yet. She's supplying him with food and water after he raped her 12-year-old daughter. Because people are sick. Taking all this information, she's trying to keep her shit together. Like, what the fuck? That's what happened to Lizzie. So she's still at gunpoint. 
Um, she's getting all this information, and she says, you know what? I still love you. Let's be together. So he Good leaves. for her. He hauls ass out of the bunker because he's a pussy. He leaves her there, and he says, I'll be back to get you. Just hang tight. Wait yeah. Right here. And so, Lindsay's like, okay, I'm not going to get so up that. Yeah, she waits a hot minute, and then she yeah. just runs out of the bunker. So she has an opportunity to run. She escapes. She calls for help. Uh, nearby, like she runs to the closest person's house. Good for her. Um, the police search team come and rescue her, take her to the hospital. So we're at the hospital. Mom, dad, her little brother come rushing in to see her. The nurse at the nursing station says, you can go see her, but don't touch her. So, of course, they all run in and have like a big old family hug. Like, yeah, of course. Okay. No, that wouldn't happen. So, <laughs> oh, no. Um, let's see. So his name was Vincent Filiaw. He was caught, charged, and sentenced to 421 years without the possibility of parole. Oh, my gosh. 421 years. That's insane. I don't know if he even murdered anyone. I I mean, I think, like, he raped the 12-year-old. I'm he glad he got... But, okay, we listen to so many true crime podcasts. Where people get so much less for doing so much more than this. Yes. Which is, like, I'm not being... I don't know. It's amazing. I'm happy that's, that this happened. No, that's awesome. But yeah. Like, why this, are there people out there who do way What worse? state was that in? South Carolina. So I wonder if some states just have stricter penalties. Right, because 421 years for kidnapping someone for 10 days and raping them. Meanwhile, people are getting off on Multiple murder murders. Yeah, yeah. Multiple rapes and multiple murders. Yeah. Like, because the one I'm about to tell you about... I mean, he's not getting out till he's 128, I think, was the last thing. But I didn't take as good notes as you. <laughs> so, I'm just saying, like, I don't think that happens regularly. <laughs> you hear about those kind of things for real shit. Yeah. And you actually research this on top of the Lifetime movie. Because, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we love Lifetime. But they take a lot of... Liberties. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Based on... Good word. <laughs> So, wow. Wow. That's impressive. That actually makes me really happy. It was a good one. Makes me want to live in South Carolina. Makes me feel safer about what you experienced in South Carolina. So, I watched this movie a few days before going on vacation to my brother's house in South Carolina. And then all that creepy shit went down in his house. That's so crazy. That's so crazy. Okay. And we gave this disclaimer to a close friend of ours earlier today. Molly and I... Me being Cheyenne, <laughs> just in case you were confused, are we are um what's the word? We like to take liberties and <laughs> um and how we perceive yeah and we're definitely have to make this two parter because mine is on the happy face killer and I'm pretty sure we have some tangents yeah so I'm going to pause this once.